0: Happy Monday, Father Dave. How are you? Oh, there he is, Mr. Costa. It's good to be back. It's good to be back talking about a few things. We have, uh, hopefully, uh, some, some thoughts to share with you today that, that, that might be helpful. And this, this is a historic podcast because this is the first one that we've ever had to do <laughs> twice. <laughs>
1: yeah, because we butchered the, f- the first rendition of this.
0: Yep, we were here last week and we got into it. It just wasn't going anywhere. No, you know, so this is a Stark. Like, well, is the you were cutting my too. mic out too, and I
1: felt <laughs> I felt betrayed.
0: <laughs> I was holding up signs for the studio audience saying "boo."
1: <laughs> did you Did you, by any chance, ha- like get celebrated for Father's Day here? Here at school? No, at home. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah like what, what did your kids do for you? Uh,
0: it was a nice breakfast uh, yesterday morning. Oh, um, a nice book on Lou Garrick, because even though I'm a Met fan, I'm a big Lou Garrick fan.
1: Oh, come on, Lou Garrick is awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, you know what's very cool that you like a Chosen shirt.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh, with the fish with the. M- it's the thumb- not
0: that one. Uh, we're referring to the series, the Chosen that you and I were just talking about. But it says, "Get used to different." <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. <laughs>
1: I like that. Yeah.
0: What I about like- you? You talked to Dad.
1: I did. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, randomly came up. He really, he randomly so he came up from Oklahoma. Yeah. Wow. So it was a nice little surprise.
0: To see your other siblings? He didn't come for you, did he? No, of course he didn't come. Yeah, for okay.
1: Me. <laughs> that's why he had seven more after me. Well, <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I had no idea he was up.
0: Yeah. Just, Actually, I would have liked to see him in all seriousness. He's such a nice guy.
1: No, I mean, you and you guys clicked mm-hmm. too. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was uh, It was fun. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of tough because the weekend was already set for me. So mm. with that kind of a surprise, it was kind of hard already at that point to yeah. spend a little bit more time with them. Mm-hmm. But we we made it happen. Good, we made good, it work. good, 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 Yeah.
0: Well, we're gonna we're gonna try this this podcast again. And the conversation to start this podcast stemmed from what's happening in the NHL right now. And <laughs> as you know, Father Dave is a huge hockey fan. Nobody
1: um, cares, Costa.
0: Yeah. So, I can't even argue it anymore,
1: because they do.
0: It's so evident. Um, so here, where I know people listen from in various different places, a majority of them Long Island, but um, they are all over the country. Um, so the, the New York Islanders are in what we would normally call the semifinals, the con- or the conference finals, excuse me. Um, and um, the, they're in a, in a series that if they win, they get to the Stanley Cup finals against either Montreal or Las Vegas but this if you follow them the spirit on long island is amazing people are loving it they're eating it up it's it's all over all over twitter people are f- going to restaurants in areas around where they play and having parties beforehand oh
1: yeah no it it is actually yep. it's insanity yep. and and like even if you're a ranger fan you don't want to see them win the ranger fans the ranger fans don't want to see the islander fans win and i love that
0: Yeah, I love it, too. I love that. As a matter of fact, there used to be a a quarterback. You know him, uh, Boomer Esiason, right? (laughs) Yeah. So he was a quarterback for the Jets and and probably more prominently for the Bengals. He was a a really good quarterback. But he's a big Ranger fan. He's he's on local radio here in the morning. And his son-in-law is at the Islanders. Now, now, Boomer's son got married over the weekend. His son-in-law couldn't be there because he was in a playoff game. Um, so I saw the, his uh, the, the the Islanders Matt Martin and his wife just post pictures all the time. Yeah, Sidney Martin. So they had pictures of the wedding and they're all in Ranger jerseys. <laughs> and I'm thinking, all right, I admire that. <laughs> Like I would, I would actually felt a little icky if they were wearing Islander jerseys because, like, you, you you gotta hold these grudges. Yeah, I love. You it.
1: have to hold on to the hate. But that's part of, but that's part of the beauty of like New York sports. Yeah, is that like Mets and Yankee fans going at it? Yeah, you know, uh, Islanders and Ranger fans going at it. Mm-hmm. Jet and giant fans going at it
0: Yeah It's know? a really it's a really nice thing to have As one of the teachers here Who's a devout Ranger fan um, Said she's kind of rooting for the Islanders for the playoff I said I've really lost a lot of respect for you <laughs> I know you're on my side But no <laughs> You need to hate
1: You need to, <laughs> As
0: we talk about love <laughs> In something, this podcast Something like that <laughs> But but really what what got what really got us thinking was, you know, because of this spirit, how do we how do we understand our the the, the energy that comes from community? Right? Because I think it's so so evident right now. I think community is an overused term. Um, I I sometimes hear I don't know what you think about this, I hear a lot it banted about well, it's like we're family. You know, Islander fans are like family. And right. It's like, right. no, we're
1: not. <laughs> we.
0: We happen to root for the same hockey team, but you're not coming over we're, Thanksgiving,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah, we have a connection when we're sitting next to each other at the state in the state in the Coliseum, but that's about it.
0: Right. So I, I think we, we hear that we hear that all the time. So so what is, you know what is this? And and we're just using this as an example right now. And there are other examples going on all over the country, and and will go on over the country, um, of, of people coming together for various reasons. Um, Which is nice.
1: Oh, it's very uh, nice. Because like we had been restricted for a whole year. Oh, my gosh. So like, you know, like I've tuned in. I've tuned into some of the... I don't really know what's going on in, in the hockey game. But mm-hmm. I've tuned in. And it's just so nice to see... A packed stadium. Yeah, you know, and, and that much excitement again and spirit.
0: Yeah, um, as a matter of fact, in, in Montreal they haven't. Uh, they're, they're having COVID issues. Um, I think vaccine distri- vaccine distribution issues. Um, so up when they play up there in Montreal, it's like three thousand people. And it, yeah. it's almost like weird to see that, even though it was so right. recently here. Right. You know? Right. Right. Um, oh no, no, it is. It is beautiful, and we're going to see these celebrations at the Fourth of July, right? When people oh, gather, yeah. and and probably in bigger numbers than we ever have because of the point that you just made. Right. We've been sitting, you know, sitting by ourselves yeah, for a year. People want to do it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so what is that energy that, that drives us to, to be together? That, that's really the question we've started to look at. And, and at the same time, I was telling you about um, a, a man who lives down the street from me. And years ago, we were talking, um, just standing out in the street discussing this or that. And um, his son went to, at the time, was going to a, a Catholic high school, not ours, one that was local. And this man loved it. He said, they're doing a great job with him there. We really like the fact he's being brought up in the faith. Um, and it was just going on and on. I so, said, well, that's good. You know, there are rivals, but, you know, it's, it's ultimately the Catholic Church. So it's, you know, if I, if I could be mature for one minute, that's a good thing. <laughs> but then he followed it up with, but me, I don't need no religion. I don't need no religion telling me what to do. Mm. And I think we hear sentiments like that all the time. I'm sure you probably hear it more than I do because you're you're walking around wearing that collar.
1: Especially with the collar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because at that, you know, once we get into a regular conversation, uh, and uh, I'm grateful for the gift to be able, I think, to be able to break down any kind of stereotype of rigidness of the priesthood mm. uh, so people feel comfortable. And then once they feel comfortable, they'll say, yeah, uh, well, why don't you say, you know, uh, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. And then I'll say, well, it's a two-way street. I'm not praying for you unless you're praying for me. Oh, cool. You know, and, and then they we, we laugh, but um, but like it's the sense of they don't need no the religion and I've heard very similar things what people have said very similar things to me mm-hmm. with regard to religion yeah or faith or it's yeah I have my own thing I have I I have my own I'm spiritual I'm spiritual I'm spiritual mm-hmm. so so what does
0: that mean exactly to be to be spiritual so I've been reading i've been talking to you about it you're probably tired of me talking to you about it there's a book by uh ronald rollheiser called the holy longing and and he talks about this idea of spirituality and his point just to, to sum it up i've not finished the whole book yet this is only the, the little bit that i've read um he says that really all people are spiritual like for someone to say yeah. i'm spiritual is like okay so is everybody else mm-hmm. Um, so he said well what is our spirituality pointing us towards and and, and first he does first he goes on to define it um, as something of, of an energy it's the thing we are a passion towards yeah. So you could even I mean this this is a little bit of a hokey comparison and I'm saying it purposely hokey um, that there's a spirituality among Islander fans not a spirituality like God is involved or anything oh, right, right but right. but we're pouring out like tonight pouring I told out a lot of energy I'm going to sit yeah. at, and, and watch a, a watch party tonight You know, for game five, you know, I'm not at all. Please don't miss this in. I'm not considering that to be a religious experience or anything like that. (laughs) Um, But but there's there's a common bond. There's a lot of energy being poured towards that. And um, Kierkegaard, the philosopher Kierkegaard says that that saints are made when they are acting towards the one thing, you know, and and his reference there is acting towards love, acting, acting towards the good. It's a beautiful quote. I'd love to read more about that. Yeah but but Rolheiser says we and he uses three very different people to try to explain this. He uses Mother Teresa, Janis Joplin and Princess Diana. And he said Mother Teresa was not perfect, no human being is perfect, you know, and and she had, you know, she had her moments. Um but when she went through that, what she calls the conversion within the conversion, right? She was already a saint, and she's on a she's going on a retreat to Darjeeling, mm-hmm. and she feels God calling her to something deeper, right? To, right. and and she, she starts to formulate what we now know as the Missionaries of Charity, um, very much based on the, um, the 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 image of I thirst Jesus on yeah. the cross. Yeah. We I don't even think I told you this. Maybe I did. The years we were going to Peru, there was a Missionary of Charity. Um, um, convent in, mm-hmm. in Lima. Yeah. So we would take kids to that. It was really a very beautiful experience. It was in probably the worst part of Lima I've ever
1: seen. Those women, uh, that follow Mother Teresa and, and really that scripture passage I thirst in and the motto to serve mm-hmm. the poor Yeah. Uh, are, are some of the most courageous individuals I've ever met. I mean, they go into the Poorest yeah. of the poorest, the slums of of the world. Yeah,
0: yeah. we we would drive um, by just people selling things, selling anything they could on the streets, um, yeah. and it was a little a little nerve wracking when you bring in kids there. We were assured it was safe, mm-hmm. and it always turned out to be safe because you're you're really locked in there. But you're meeting people who have some il- mental illness, people who um, just really can't take care of themselves, some very disabled children. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and loving them. And you know what's really interesting? When we would be invited to help them eat every day and, and serve the meals, um, they would each, well, maybe not everyone, but many of them would have um, an embroidered, like a napkin or towel with their name on it. Right. Mm. So these were not just the homeless or not right. just the mentally ill. That was, you know, Jose or right. John or somebody. Yep. You know, um, it, yeah. you're very much recognizing them in the image that God made them. Yeah. Restoring their dignity. Yep. Yeah. Did you and I got yelled at
1: there. You got yelled at by, by his, his sister. Yes! yes. Why?
0: I was taking a photo. And <laughs> ironically, the photo, you could see her yelling at me. <laughs> And and what are they? They they all speak English. They they're all number one. They're all incredibly pleasant, right? Like they get it. They're tough though. But they're tough. They and take she, no nonsense. No. And she said that is forbidden.
1: <laughs> As you're taking the picture. As I'm
0: taking the picture, I have to show it to you sometime. I love it. Yeah, it's very funny. Just like she's souping out, you know, stew, and she's like pointing her ladle at me. <laughs> But anyway, looking at, looking at Mother Teresa, she pointed everything towards that, you know, yeah. going back to Kierkegaard's thing, you know, towards the good. Um, that's where her spirituality was, right. towards helping, and, and we'll tie it into God in, in a little bit here. Um, then she talks, then um, Rollheiser talks about Janice Joplin, and in no way judgmental, in no way bad, as a matter of fact, very, very complimentary about her. Um, but she was into so many things. You know, her, that, that passion, that, that fuel that guided her, that put her, um, gave her the energy to do what she did, it was it was too broad. Yeah. You know, and it eventually just brought her down. You yeah. Know? Um, there was no direction. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that really speaks to how a lot of us are today. Um, sure. Rollheiser wrote this book, I was looking in 99, before the advent of the internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think all of us are, are challenged, at least in the first world, um, and from my experience in the third world, also the same. Um, we're, we're challenged for that focus, you know, not to be, you know, yeah. looking. Oh, it's it's the FOMO, fear, yeah. fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. Yeah, and yeah. I and I think that's where the the Janus Joplin example um, really takes our our spirituality, our passion, our gift, and and just spreads them so we're really accomplishing nothing but then we have that angst that we're, well I'm not accomplishing anything. Right,
1: Mm -hmm. right.
0: Um, And then then the last example he uses is uh, Princess Diana, right? And this would Mm -hmm. be after, um, I believe after she passed away, yes, I think she died in 96. Um, And and he uses her kind of as as the medium, uh, the person in between those. Who, who had some struggles, who um, I think they're, they're very well documented them because of her marriage, because of the, the pressure of, of being in the royal family, um, probably made some mistakes um, along the way that, that seemed to be documented well, but also had a great compassion for people. Yeah, you know, and and spread that spread that love to to others in in real tangible ways, not just yeah. like this this thing. Oh, hi, how are you? You're you're really
1: nice. I love you, which is also very much documented.
0: Yes, exactly, right. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a it's a really really interesting thing. And then Rollheiser goes on to talk about well, what is what is keeping us then from? I I don't want to make it as simple as being like Mother Teresa, but then pointing our um, our energies towards, towards the one thing, you know, and, yeah. and accepting that invitation to be, to be children of God.
1: Yeah. And that, and I think that's an, I, I think it's a great example, uh, that he uses there, uh, because it's really jarring when you put, right. It's it really, it shakes the cage mm-hmm. when, when you're talking about spirituality and you bring up Janis Joplin, yeah. Mother Teresa, and Princess Diana. Diana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wait, where's it going with this? Mm-hmm. But just to focus on that beautiful spiritual energy that really is within us yeah, and how we understand our spirituality. Um, in I think in our culture, I think we, we really should talk about this because I think you and I are not the only ones who hear this, but right. it's really become very rampant amongst, um, uh, in our culture to uh, make a distinction between uh, somebody who's quote-unquote spiritual as to being quote-unquote religious, uh, someone who is trying to find their way spiritually and kind of doing it on their own or, yeah. uh, without any kind of religious context,
0: right.
1: as opposed to somebody who's kind of, I guess you would say, you know, finding their way in a religious institution. Uh, to find direction.
0: Do you think there's a, a, a great misunderstanding of some of the, the teachings of the Catholic Church that people are... Uh, hesitant? Hesitant to, because they... Hesitant to become part of it, uh, whether they're actually baptized or not.
1: I, I really do believe that. I, yeah. I really do believe... Because I, I, um... I
0: see it, too. Sometimes I see reactions reaction to some of the things yeah. we say in this podcast, and people will say, Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I think because of either a very bad catechesis. Yes. Growing up. Absolutely. Um, stuff that you know, uh, some of their relatives or you know or elders in their family mm-hmm. uh, might have misunderstood about what the church teaches. Yeah. Uh, and handed that on. Mm-hmm. Uh, of what uh, of maybe some of the bad press that the church sure. has gotten over the years. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, listening to the culture, uh, listening to the world, mm-hmm. and, and, like, social media speak out as to what they believe the Church believes yeah. about a specific issue. Right. And I think that really confuses a lot of people.
0: You know, Father David, it's, it's not only that, because I, I agree with everything you just said, it's also within the Church. And we've talked oh, about the toxicity yeah. of oh. what I refer to as Catholic Twitter, Mm-hmm. you know um the different factions of the church and sure. some of it's horrible i i try to i try to read it just to kind of know what what other people are thinking but i can't read too much of it yeah because so much of it is so judgmental so if someone from the outside i could see them saying why would i want to be part of that right you know right and and not accept that invitation on my phone I have, um, you know, we, we uh, I don't know how yours is organized, but my icons are, or my apps are, are in folders, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the one that that have to rely um, on where I could find readings or the rosary, church-related things, the, the title I gave it is Freedom. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's really where I find <coughs> true freedom. Not that I'm always looking for it, to be totally honest. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll look for freedom or take my quote-unquote spirituality other places, uh, put my my energies in places that are not particularly um, life giving. I think every human being on the planet does that,
1: like the Islanders. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, but well, for me, it's the Mets.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let, let, but let's go with that for a second. We, I don't know how the season's going to play out. You know, um, the season for Islanders could be over by this week, or they could go on to win the Stanley Cup. Right. And if they win the Stanley Cup, at some point, it's going to be over. Like I. I was a kid when they won four Stanley Cups. At some point, it's over, and it ends. The Mets are eventually going to win a World Series. You and I might not be alive to see it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're eventually going to win, and and then it's going to be over. But I, and and I think all the these human passions that we follow are are good. There's, there's nothing wrong with it, right? You know, no, it gives us entertainment.
1: But when it becomes the end in its in and of itself, exactly. Like I met a couple one time preparing for a baptism. Mm-hmm and you know we were talking about the importance of baptism and then at the end i just asked them you know so uh, you know what is your kind of practice of the faith yeah. you know who is jesus to you kind of mm-hmm. thing. very basic questions and uh, i said well, you know when was the last time you come to church or what do your sundays look like and and they said that well sundays are difficult cuz they they were tied up in you, you know so many things but then later on in the conversation they talked about how, you know, for football season, yeah, you know, there was the three hour pregame for the Jets. Mm. Then there was the three hour game mm-hmm. that the Jets were playing. Yeah. And then there was the post game party. Yeah. And it was like, I I respect it. Oh, I'm sure. Like, it's fun. Yeah. But like, well then the Jets have become yeah. your God, or football has become yep. your God. And that spiritual drive, that that desire for something life-giving, that 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 desire for something that is transcendental, mm-hmm. uh, that that is beyond us, it's getting misdirected because now you know a particular sporting event or team has now taken the place of God yeah. in our lives, and you know. That is so. The, to to be a spiritual person is good in and of itself. There's a desire there mm-hmm. for something greater than ourselves. To long to long for peace and hope and love and joy. Uh, that's great. That's that's part of what it means to be human. But but the the con, so to speak, of of being a spiritual person when we hear it so many times from family members or friends or people that we come in contact with is that there's a lack of direction yeah there's there they are people who are asking questions but they're not finding Mm -hmm. the the answers that are life-giving right and and it's a they're just one dead end after another Mm -hmm. dead end that is not really truly bringing fulfillment
0: absolutely so then we're looking just for the next thing for the next yep. thing. And that's where the FOMO, the fear of missing out, comes in. Right. We're always, and and the next thing is so easy to find. It's just on my phone. Right. Whatever that next yeah. thing is. So,
1: like, you know, I can understand, you know, his example mm-hmm. about, you know, the Janice Joplin example of going to this direction or this direction or this direction to, to even, even help out. Yeah. You know, maybe not consuming ourselves in like a sporting event or entertainment, mm-hmm. but to get invested in working with the poor, or you know, doing this or yeah. doing that or doing this, uh, because when there's no direction mm-hmm. for the soul, yeah, uh, then there is. Then we like you, We spread so thin, we, you know. Uh, it, it's like taking it, taking a little bit of butter and trying to spread it over an entire loaf of bread. Enti- at some point, you're not gonna. It's it's too. It, it's not enough. That,
0: um, that's, a, that's a very good example. And it reminds me of something. It, it, unfortunately, you weren't able to go when we were going um, because of the pandemic. But you've heard me say we used to work in this children's home in Peru. And we would really try to impress upon the kids and have talks about this at night. The reason you're loving this, this was a home that you've heard me talk about this before, perhaps. But if you haven't, it was a home of um, uh, very, very sick kids who also had um, no money. Right. So it was a Franciscan home. Right and um, our students would go down and absolutely love it, and they said, be life-changing, it's gonna change my life, and, and, and some of them, some, for some kids it did. Um, they would go in, um, and some are actually studying, um, or have become doctors, you know, because, because of the experience. Of so, yeah. nothing nothing bad, but what we would talk to them about at night when we sit and kind of go over the day, because it was a mission trip. It wasn't a service trip, it was a mission trip. We were trying to d- develop our own faith. Mm-hmm. And really try to impress upon them the sacramental encounters they were having. Like they were meeting Christ. The reason your heart's on fire right now, not because the kid was cute, or not because right. you helped the kid, but you're meeting Christ. And it was it's always, always one of my greatest disappointments that, um, it, that never, we were never able to really communicate that. And maybe I'm putting too much on us because I'm not trying to take the place of God here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you just reminded me of something when, when you said that we're always looking for the next thing. I would see volunteers go down there and they'd stay for a few months, and then they would go on. You would never hear from them again. Right. You know Because right. now they're looking, and then we go try to find like a new adventure and then another new adventure and right. a new adventure. Right. Never totally being fulfilled, as only really Christ can do.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, and and to get to maybe the you know the the uh, the opposite end of this, you know the uh, the the religious end mm-hmm. of this, to be to be affiliated, you know, for, and we'll talk about you know in the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. um, to to find residence in the church and a home there, is is first and foremost as you know Pope John Paul II, uh, Pope Benedict, you know Pope Francis have talked about is is to have. And a really solid grounding and relationship with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in the sacraments. Well, yep. mm-hmm. uh, first and foremost, before listening to the commandments, right, that to build that relationship, like to understand that the church is not about just following rules, right. that it's about building that relationship. Who's and He's called us to do that, right? Because now on the religious end, when you when you are tied in. With our, <clears throat> when you have that relationship with our Lord and that relationship deepens, I mean, we just got to look at the example in the Bible. He's with the apostles for three years, mm-hmm. right? The relationship, when the Lord understood that the relationship had hit its point where they were ready to go out, then he sent them, then the Holy Spirit came and dictated to them, like Jesus dictated to them where to go. Mm-hmm. So Philip... Did not go to the same place that Peter went, and Thomas went through it. Right. He was called. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there wasn't the the spirit of FOMO, of fear of missing out, because they knew exactly yep. where the Lord wanted them to be, and they knew that that's where they were called to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we have that direction, then it's everything else kind of falls in place. As we've talked about many times here about, then understanding the commandments. And that the, those become breaking the uh, like moments of breaking in the relationship with our Lord mm-hmm. of of kind of like in in a certain sense you know uh, uh, you know hurting Him, and, and, and so that there's this desire then to then want to follow the commandments <clears throat> and to read the scriptures and understand that you know all of that is is, is geared for that purpose of knowing that we're loved. Mm-hmm and then following uh, our way.
0: Because that's ultimately when we're fulfilled.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Because our Lord, because in our brokenness, we do not know fully what is going to bring us fulfillment. Right. (laughs) You know? Yep. I mean, I I can give you a a whole book of ideas, of thoughts that Mm -hmm. I thought were going to fulfill me Mm -hmm. for the first (laughs) 40 years of my life. Yep. You know, and... And how I was so completely wrong in that.
0: It's stunning, isn't it? It really is. When we think about our own lives.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how I look at where I am because of where the Lord has placed me. Yeah. And know that, yeah, even if there's struggles or, or you know difficult moments, uh, but that is, this is exactly where he wants me to be. And I know that. Mm-hmm. I know that because he's placed me here.
0: And he's invited me here and accepted the invitation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think one of the the, the, the spiritual out, out, without religion um, realities or dynamics is that we're choosing our gods um, as opposed to, uh, we've said it I think three yeah. times already, accepting God's invitation to us. So for instance, to concretize it a little bit, the Islanders never reached out to me and said, would you be a fan? <laughs> They've reached out to me for money because they want season tickets, <laughs> <You're> Right. <laughs> But they don't care about me, nor should they. Right, <laughs> that's right. That's fine. Right. I don't really want them caring about me. They've got other <laughs> things to worry about. Um, and, and again, that, that goes back to that's why this really isn't family. Um, and that's okay. That, that really is. Um, but, but it almost becomes a little bit narcissistic or it can lend, it can, can become narcissistic. I'm not saying to be a sports fan. is narcissistic. I'm not saying that at all. Mm -hmm. But when we let those, our, our passions, those things that are, are driving us, like you had said before, become the end and, and not the means. Um, it, it becomes really about about what we want. There was yeah. a great um, line I heard and I think it was on the Poco a Poco podcast that we've mentioned. That's the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. By the way, I've not heard one shout out from them. I've been <laughs> I've been pumping them and promoting them like the last three podcasts. They don't care about I've us. I've heard no, they don't care about us. I've heard I've heard nothing, but you can change that. You're friends with them. <laughs> I, I would like a shout out. Because of my ego. <laughs> But anyway, they, they made a, one of them um, made a great point, point. Um, and you sometimes hear the phrase, well, God or Jesus is my co-pilot, like sitting in the right. passenger seat of the car. And if I was really honest with myself, I would say that, um, number one, I want him driving the car.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want him as a co-pilot. Yeah, exactly. I want
0: him driving. And number two, if I was really honest, I would say, I actually don't even know how to drive the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have this body, I have this life, and if I was really honest and surrendered myself, I would say, I, I don't know what
1: I'm doing. Right. You know. Exactly.
0: So, um, it 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 there really is, and again, back to the we always seem to arrive at this this idea of, of surrender. Yeah, which and, and, is hard.
1: And to get and to get just a touch ba- a, a little bit piggyback off of what you just said, you know, when 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 we become. Uh, this spiritual person without a direction, mm-hmm. we're the ones uh, dictating the rules of engagement yeah. between our God. Like, right. we have constructed God in our, our image. image and oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and we're going to tell God how he's going to play by our rules in this relationship. Right, right, right. Um, which, like as you said, can lend itself to not a real helping spirituality, mm-hmm. but a real it can lend itself to a narcissism uh, that can really deceive us, um, yeah, and lead us to believe in just about anything. A, a great quote that I had heard from Bishop Sheen, he said, those who don't believe in anything will believe in anything. anything. Yeah, that's a great and, quote. And when we're not guided, mm-hmm. when, when God is not the driver, yeah. when, he, you know, when he is the co-pilot in our life, then we will adopt and believe anything about any spirituality, Mm-hmm. uh instead of the one true God found in the scriptures yeah. uh that grounds us you know roots us and gives us a direction uh that is where we find that great desire of spirituality lived out in its in its ultimate end. uh but I would say this if I can just and you know, that is the beauty uh about about being connected to, The community in the church, Uh, but I have, uh, we we have met people that there is the tendency on the negative end to once we have found that uh, that home, not to ask the deeper questions. Yeah, but once we have found the truth, that then to just buy into everything, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, and 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 believe it without any kind of. Uh, reasoning, mm-hmm. and and that that can be detrimental too. In this regards, for one, for our own growth spiritually, yeah. like if, if we adopt blindly all of the the teachings of the church, uh, okay, fine. However, uh, when we do the deep dive and to understand why the church teaches what it teaches, and and seek the deeper meanings to mm-hmm. those answers. One, it deepens our understanding of our spirituality, Mm -hmm. but then also it helps us to better communicate and articulate uh, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit to those that we encounter who think that the Church um, is just an antiquated um, reality of the past. The land of no... Right, yeah. a- and so like if we if we remain ignorant in our religious institution of belief in the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. we're not doing others a, a, a service. We're doing them a disservice, right. uh, which which is hurtful to the, the greater community.
0: And, and there are so many, you know, structural, you know, reasons for that. It's sure. re- It's really hard, especially if you're an adult. You know, right. typically, unless you went to a Catholic school, your religious education ended at 8th grade. Right. Right. Exactly. Can you imagine how you would do your household finances if your, your math ended at 8th grade? <laughs> right, exactly. You know? exactly so I mean, that's probably even you know uh something else for you know another another topic another time. Yeah. yeah um one, one just la- last thought i have like okay what can we do about this we've kind of laid out the issues yeah. laid out the problem and and i really tell me what you think um i i don't know if it's if it's this simple i want it to be simple i think it's as simple volkswagen has uh, their new ad campaign before volkswagen can change the world it has to change you and my first thought on hearing it is like wait Volkswagen's not changing the world. They might make a fine car. They are not changing the world. There's one person who can change the world and has right. for 2,000 years. And, and I think that's where we need to start. Yes. You know, if we, if, we, if we want a relationship with Christ, you, you pray to Christ, I'd like a relationship with you. Yeah. Like, I really do think it's that simple. And it does, not that it happens overnight, and not no. that it doesn't happen outside the realm of community and at sure. mass, and like you were just talking about the sacraments. Right. It's powerful stuff. But it just starts with that one question. I really want a relationship um, a relationship with you. Yeah. Please guide me on how to get that, and we might be going to marry. We might be going to the saints to help us forge that relationship. Yeah. But that's how this starts, and that's how we move from I don't need no church telling me what to do, right. to to saying No, this is really a beautiful life-giving uh, place where I feel included in a community yeah. um, that that's pointing me towards something greater and not pointing me towards an end.
1: I completely agree. Yeah. He is the end. He yeah. is the beginning, the middle, and the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody, time to land the plane. It's time to yes, it's time to land the plane uh, to wake you up from your uh, your, your nap at this point. Uh, <laughs> Podcast is over. You get on with other things. So we were discussing this, and uh, Costa has had a full year of me, and he's pretty much done with me for the summer. He doesn't re- really want to see me or talk to me. Yep. Uh, so what we're going to probably do is uh, we're going to sign off until. Uh, until the beginning of the school year again so until the maybe the middle of september mm-hmm. and we'll pick it back up again uh, we will leave out the
0: possibility that either of us gets inspired and wants to get together over the summer
1: sure so you
0: may see something uh you may see something there so please make sure though that you if you do like what you hear to uh to like us and to follow because i i believe yeah. that's you get notified of new podcasts yeah but, and and we
1: would love if you have any particular yeah. questions uh, that you would like to ask us, that could be topics for future discussions. Uh, we we'll also really would help. Yeah, and we're also going to have uh, next year. I mean, being that we've been really kind of flying by the seat of our pants with this mm-hmm. one, uh, when we come back in September, we're going to have uh, guest speakers and. Uh, we're really How gonna awesome is for the listeners? And they're not going to listen to us. Yeah, right. So we'll have somebody people. else talk. <laughs> Well, guys, I hope you enjoy your summer. Uh, tomorrow is the first day of summer. It is? Yeah, tomorrow. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I did so, know that. My favorite time of the year. Good, good, good. Guys, God bless and be well. Have a good one. Thank
0: you. If you would like to contact Father Dave or me, Please follow us on Facebook at Locust and Wild Honey. We appreciate your comments on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please tell us what you think and share with your friends.